Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Believe in Everything Auburn is brought to you by Bet Online. Bet Online remains your number one source for all sports betting this season, everything from NFL and bowl season to esports. You'll always find the latest odds, team matchup info, player news, and game trends at Bet Online. It's also Super Bowl week, so a fantastic time to get in on the action. We're the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite leagues and events. So head to betonline.ag to join and receive a 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit if you use our promo code BELIEVE. B L E A V. To receive the rewards, bet online where the game starts. War Eagle Party people, welcome back to Believe in Everything Auburn. I am Taylor Davis, he is Jason Campbell, and we welcome you in to another episode discussing everything Auburn. We are the green machine today, and no, we didn't plan it. If you are listening as a podcast, we are once again doing a video element to our episode. You can catch it on Believe's YouTube channel. We've got another exciting episode for you guys today. We've got another guest. We are just on a roll with these. We took a a little hiatus, mostly because it's just hard to do them during season when we're having to break down games and whatnot. But this is a great time to get guys on, and we scored a current player. We always love to talk to formers and coaches, but we've got a guy who is in there right now experiencing what it is to be coached under this new staff, to be living in that new facility, running back Jarquez Hunter. We are so excited to chat with him and have him on the podcast. Obviously, he has made quite an impact in his first few years at Auburn and really high expectations for him this season. Obviously, with the departure of, of Tank Bigsby, he's the veteran in that group now, and and he's the He's the leader, and and you'll see in the interview he has high high expectations for himself as well. So that will be the second half of this episode. We have a great chat with him, so make sure you stick around. But Jay and I are here to catch you up on everything else happening around the plains, as we always do. So Jay Cam, back from the Senior Bowl, how are we feeling? Feeling great. Uh, you know, this is a great week. It's a milestone week. Everyone saw LeBron last night win the uh, well, not win, but take over the score and title uh, yeah. as the leader in, in NBA basketball. Uh, you know, just uh, also Super Bowl week. So we got, you know, a couple of big, got a big game this weekend. Jason, maybe that's why we're in green. Maybe it's <laughs> foreshadowing, dude. This this might symbolize a, an Eagles win. I'm just saying. I'm a Jalen Hurts fan. You know what I'm saying? I like Jalen Hurts. I know him. Uh, we're able to, you know, talk to him every now and then. I know some of the people that work with him, great guy, great everything, guy. you know, someone that's very professional. I also like Patrick Mahomes, you know, uh, as well. And, yeah. you know, this is the first time there's two black quarterbacks starting yeah. against each other in the Super Bowl. So true. So, you know, that's, that's history within itself. And then yeah. on top of that, you know, Andy Reid is playing his former team, uh, you know, coaching against his former team, you know, yeah. there's a little inner, inner something there. And then you got, you know, the Eagle fan base, you know, want to make sure that fly Eagles fly. And, yeah, this is their know. year, man. It's also the Kelsey Bowl. We got brothers playing so each other. Yeah, there's so many stories in this thing. It's just uh, and two prominent fan bases, you know. Yeah. Uh, 
And two opposite of the spectrum, when I played against Kansas City, they would actually feed you after the games. You know, when you go to Philly, they would egg your bus. Yeah, 100%. Philly fans are nuts. (laughs) You know, two opposite spectrum. So it's going to be an interesting tailgating going on. But, you know, I'm excited, just a little nervous because Auburn basketball has started sliding and we'll get into that soon. And we got the tournament coming up in March. So they got to figure something out. But yeah. I'm good. I'm good. I'm just uh, look if if you be, if you're somebody who believes in signs, Jason and I both randomly wore green, and it is, is money Super Bowl too. week. You know, I, I'm green just pointing out the facts. Green is money. Facts. You might be coming into some money. <laughs> your mouth to God's ears. Let's do it. All right. Well, <laughs> clearly we have plenty to talk about before we catch up with Jarquez um, and hear everything about what's going on. It's so funny for us, Jay, like we feel so still tied to Auburn, right? And we will, we have our experiences and, and, you know, we feel very much still a part of it. And then I talk to guys like that and I'm like, I'm I have not been there in a long time and it is it's this whole new generation where that's their home but you always feel like it's it's home I don't know it's like a a weird concept to to get to talk to those kids and know that that's theirs now and and I have my history but it's a totally different experience so really cool opportunity to have the podcast to get to kind of hear their experience with it you also realize how fast things change yeah like uh generations you know Jarquez wasn't even born when I was in high school (laughs) (laughs) and everything so I'm talking to a whole different generation and then uh, so you got to be willing to adapt and change Uh, the other thing is those the campus that we saw or the campus I saw you didn't see all of it because there and now the campus that, he, that he's seeing, you didn't have it's different half than what I had. Yeah, it's just always changing, which makes time feel like it goes by faster. So true. You know, Auburn used to be this small town now it's blossoming to a city. You know, you have know. restaurants, you got you know condos on rooftops. You got you know, it's just a lot of expansion yeah. that's going on there, and uh, you know, for good reasons. That you know, a lot of people are moving back. So we'll yeah. See that. Yeah, I was looking randomly at enrollment, and I think undergrad is mid thirties. It was mid twenties when I was in school. So, and I mean, I'm I'm not ancient. I'm I'm thirty. So, like, I wasn't there that long ago. And the fact that enrollment is now ten thousand more is is crazy. And that's my thought. Where the frick are all of them living? But there are so many new apartment complexes and condos being built you know, in downtown and and in the surrounding area of it. So it is ever changing, but obviously we love to keep the traditions alive. And I I think we get to do that, but it's pretty cool to hear from uh, the next generation and and their experience. So Jarquez definitely gives us some great insight and we got to know him a little bit better, some uh, Jarquez off the field. So make sure you stick around, but um, real quickly, let's go ahead and talk about a few things going on. Senior Bowl happened last week, and obviously our guys at Culeota and Derek Hall were down there. I saw several things on social media specifically about Derek. He was getting some love and uh, definitely impressing some people a lot with his technique and physicality, things that we knew. But like we mentioned, you know, when you have a down season, maybe you don't get the opportunity to showcase it. Definitely not on as high of a platform as some of these other guys got. So um, you were down there. You got to do some cool things, speak at the summit. So who'd you see? Who'd you rub elbows with? Like, tell us everything. 
Well, it was a great time. You know, the Senior Bowl is, uh, you know, you get a chance to meet a lot of different people, uh, especially the people that came before you. Yeah. Uh, I was able to participate in the Auburn and Alabama Summit that they do each year. Uh, so I ran into Sean Alexander, who actually played with me when I was in Washington for a That's year. That's crazy. Uh, ran Ozzy Newsome. You know, everyone knows him as a GM that used to be uh, for the Ravens and played great football. At, you know, one of the best tight ends in football history. Uh, you also had, you know, Tony Richardson played for mm -hmm. Auburn, played in the NFL for 17 years, was on that undefeated team in 93. Wow. Uh, you know, big Willie Anderson, who's doing his thing, played for the Cincinnati Bengals, mm -hmm. you know, the ring of ring of fame this year for them and then old downtown running brown you know <laughs> brown, you know, was on stage. yeah and then i was our next guy so it was, it was a really good time cornelius bennett you know everyone knows him as biscuit played for buffalo bills for four mm -hmm. uh super bowls uh you know that they went to there uh was one of the alabama reps so it was a really fun time you know we always joan on each other about yeah. you know they try to say a lot now because Saban has been helping them win more. But I told oh, them, I said, geez. back in the early 2000s, wasn't much they could say. And I said, since 2000, you know, up until the last two years, Auburn has kind of been winning a series. So yeah. you know, I told them, I said, it's been a fun robbery. And everyone always wants to know, how do you guys actually talk to each other away <laughs> from the game? I said, for the most part, it's mutual respect. Yeah. I said, now, once we we're playing in the field on the game, you know, it's go time. you. Yeah. Right. But I said, once you're in the NFL locker rooms or in business, you're going to see each other. You're going to come across each other. And it's mutual respect because you mm -hmm. know how hard football is in the state of Alabama because there's no NFL teams. So and true. people look up to look up to these two schools as the prominent in that state. And uh, so, you know, hopefully we get this thing going back in the right track this year. I told him I said, Auburn's going to win this year. It's in our backyard. <laughs> we let y'all get away with it That's two true. years ago. But we're getting back on track this year. It's a different time now. And I think that, you know, both the Alabama aspect as well as the SEC aspect of this is a totally different day-to-day -day process of college football. And you get into these, you know, NFL locker rooms and these guys want to talk about the Big Ten and the Pac-12 and the ACC and whatever. I saw the um, podcast, I guess, that Derrick Henry did recently where he was asked about the NFL versus college. And he was saying like, it's a completely different such It is night and day different, but the closest thing to it is the SEC. And a guy was sitting in there who played at Michigan. It was like, whoa, 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 whoa. And Derrick dropped the score on him from when they had played. And it was like 32 to three or something like yeah. just <laughs> not the same, bro, sit down. So I think you have that understanding as well, just of like, Okay, you played for a school that I, you know, when the game time came, I hated you, but I know what you went through. I know what you did to get to where we are now, and and therefore, you're going to be the type of teammate I want to have because you know what it is to to work hard to get to where we are. So that That's makes sense I to me. Yeah. I respect other conferences. The yeah. thing is – when they play us in a bowl game, that's their championship game. Mm -hmm. uh, we have to consistently play each other throughout the year where it's a gauntlet of a schedule. Like our basketball team, these last five games for them has been a gauntlet of a schedule. Yeah. That's the difference. So, you know, like yeah. I said, it's all mutual respect. It's all fun right. and games. And uh, if anyone wants to complain, just look at how many national championships the SEC has. Seriously. Year after year. I would say this, though. I saw a lot of, you know, agents and, you know, representation. I actually got a chance to talk to, uh, what's the quarterback at, uh, 
Tennessee that got hurt. Um, and then Hooker? Yeah, Hooker. I got a chance to talk to his parents. Um, Aww. I got a chance to tell him he's in good spirits. He's doing good. well. Uh, you know, he's there, he, even though he can't practice. But yeah. he's around all the terminology. He's around interviewing. And that's why Smart. I thought Stetson Bennett should have went. You know, yes. like, it's Agreed. so much more than just the practice field and everything. But it's so much as building those early on relationships before you get to the combine. And I think Derek having an opportunity to do that, people saw his physical ability yeah. and they realized it seemed bro, like, oh, this kid got some talent. But then when they saw his personality alone with it, they like, oh, this is a guy we can depend on, yes. you know, week in and week out. And yep. uh, I think he raised his stock, surely. Uh, FU was the one I told you he probably had a ways to go because he mm -hmm. did miss a lot of games last year. Right. And you know he had to make up a lot of ground. So it was better for him from a practice perspective mm -hmm. to go ahead and be involved and be involved because that's where they want to see him at. How healthy are you? You know, what do you yeah. look like coming off this injury and everything? So, you know, it gives him a little bump before he goes to the combine and get ready for pro day as well. So I just feel like senior bowl is a great opportunity. I just wish they yeah. allowed juniors to play in it that come great. out early because I'm like, everyone's going to the next level. So I just like, why not allow them to participate? That way you would have got some of the early guys, top juniors like Stroud and um, yeah. Bryce Young and you know, Tank Bisbee and, you know. So true. I, I think, especially with NIL, you know, I think for a lot of kids, the the money aspect and, and trying to weigh your options and like we're treating them as adults anyway. So what does it matter, junior or senior? At the end of the day, they're making the decision to go professional and here's an opportunity for them to, you know, step into that world. So I, I will be shocked if, if that doesn't happen soon. I will also be shocked if Derek Hall is not a first round draft pick, but you know, barring any craziness that happens between now and then, I think he's done a really good job with both his career and then the aftermath, you know, how he has handled himself, how he has represented himself, the opportunities he's taken advantage of, like, I really will be shocked if more and more teams don't start gravitating toward him early as we get closer to April. But nonetheless, let's talk about the basketball team real quick. We'll go ahead and get it over with because, unfortunately, the basketball team has dropped four of the last five, including last night to Texas A&M, 83-78 to 78, with 26 personal fouls. It was a free throw game for Texas A&M. Um, we actually fell out of the AP poll this past week after a narrow loss to Tennessee last weekend. The Tigers now sit with a 17-7 and record. Talk to me, Jay. You said before we started recording you have thoughts on this. Go. Uh, we, we go in, we go in these road games, you know, let's be honest, West Virginia, tough place to play, Tennessee, yeah. tough place to play, you know, you go to a &M, tough place to play, but we knew going into this, that this was going to be a huge stretch run yeah. for our basketball program. And the thing is the West Virginia game, you climb all the way back from a 16 point lead. I mean, 16 point That's behind, and you get all the way right there. You just can't get that one basket to get you over that hump, to take yeah. the take late in that game to put pressure on them. And you end up losing that one. And then you go to Tennessee, you play a hard fall defensive game. You know, it was a old school slobber. That was great. I mean, yeah. All right. Yeah. It was, it was tough, you know, and, but what has hurt us, we go to A&M with the right mindset. Okay. This is game we got to have. We can't let them beat us twice in one season. And we went out there for the revenge game to steal one back and you're playing that way, but we get up, we take leads, but what hurt us? We go into these shooting droughts. 
And I'll just keep saying that. Every time we go into a shooting drought, let's post up our bigs and throw the ball inside, try right. to get to the free throw line. Right. You know, try to stop the drop because when you shoot long balls and they don't go in, it's long rebounds and fast breaks for the other team. Yes, and exactly. You know, and time wasted. Time wasted. And then they climb back into the game. Right. Now you're up 10 to 12. Now you're tied up. And mm-hmm. so you're not able to sustain leads because we're not a great shooting basketball team right now. Right. But we have to understand, like, that's when we got to play the advantage our bids. Let's try to get to the free throw line. Wendell tried that a couple of times last night. We did a really good job into the basket and everything. And that helped. You know, him get to the free throw line, got a couple and ones, but what hurt in the final possessions of the game is you don't have that person to rely on to get you that basket, you know, because they know they're going to try to double team Wendell. Okay. You know, he ended up shooting a long shot and ended up, you know, not getting to the rim. But instead of trying to throw it in the boom, I thought we should have done that and try to get him, you know, an opportunity to get a foul or get an and one. Right. To shoot an NBA three-pointer under duress. Yes. And, you know, it was the one in Tennessee, a foul. Yes, it was a foul, the one that happened in Tennessee. They can look at it 10 out of 10 times and it's a foul. But this A&M, it was almost something similar from the same area of the court. And we tried another long three. I'm just like, God, that's not our motto this year. Like, right. Right. we got to find a way to get to the basket get a file or try to find a way to get to the free throw line. I just feel like we're selling for too many threes. And when you do that, you're a good basketball team, but it hurt us. It, it's hurting us. Like this next game against Bama, it's a must win now, just from a tournament perspective. Last night I saw on TV, they had us as a eighth seed already. Uh, they had A&M as the first team out. So wow. now A&M has beat us twice. Even though we were played a gauntlet of a schedule last couple of weeks and we barely lost those games. Right. We lost to a team that's on their first first team out as they had them. And so we got to beat Bama and we got to beat Tennessee the next time we play them at home. And we got to find a way to beat Kentucky. I think just to have a chance to get into the tournament. Oh, because no. yeah, this is how tight this window has gotten on yeah. us. Yeah, defense has been showing up. Now the problem is. We're not matching offense with defense. Right. You know, that's what happened on teams that goes on those runs late February into March. Look at North Carolina last year. Mm-hmm. They got all five of their starters coming back from Tina went to the national championship. They lost to Kansas last year. Yeah. And they don't even look like the same team right now. They're not even ranked. You know? And you think about them last year, you're like, okay, when did they get hot? It was in their tournament, the ACC that's tournament. True. They got hot and then they went on a run throughout throughout the uh the NCA. So for Auburn, you're doing the right things to get you to the tournament, mm-hmm. which is great defense, and you're showing up. But we have got to understand. I, I think Bruce Pearl, he does a really good job of allowing the guys to play free. Yeah. It got to be a leader on the basketball court that says, okay, guys, look, we're allowed to play free, but we can't take bad shots right yeah, now. Yeah, be smart when you're being free. All right. We got to understand, like, where we're at in the game. You know, we got to feed the ball. If if I inside get double team, we're kick out. Yep. We all got to take the three. We can penetrate and try to get some easy twos. Or you should have to adjust your plan. If you've been doing the same thing for so long and it hadn't gotten us anywhere to this point yet, and instead we're losing close games instead of winning. Correct. Adapt. A, a, right. It's time to adapt and change the philosophy late Correct. in the fourth quarters. So uh, we'll see what happens. Big game coming up Saturday, all orange. It's going to be a crazy atmosphere. I think college game day is there. Auburn needs this one in a huge way. The loss of A&M puts, puts a lot of pressure on this game. I mean, look, in any sport, I hate the argument against bad calls. I really do. But I find that officiating is trash right now. 
the 36 free throws that they shot. To I'm Iowa. sorry. Like, I just, I'm not. And it's week after week that there's so many viral clips and games and people, and it's not just Auburn. Like, I'm not just saying that because we've lost four out of five. Like, there is kind of a, a trend right now of really poor calls. Like, I, I'm not sure what's going on. Yeah, it's even in the NBA, you know, a couple of weeks yeah. ago you know, at the end of the game, you know, dude clearly, you know, slapped LeBron's arm, you know, Jason Tatum. And yeah. that's a foul 10 out of 10 times. And I think the refs sometimes don't want to decide the games at the end of the game. But if it's a clear foul, you have to call it. And I just think in these college games, sometimes it gets into these atmospheres where it's kind of really loud or they, you know, but they're not supposed to get caught up into what the fans are saying. You know, right. you're supposed to know what your eyes see on the court, but 36 free throws at A&M shot, uh, I can't. whatever, to our like 12 or something. Like yeah. that's too lopsided. Agreed. And, uh, for a game that was physical, the way that both teams was kind of playing, like you can't tell me like we deserve that many more calls than them, than them. So yeah, I don't know, but even in pro football, there's been some, some, some blown calls. That's what I'm saying. Across many sports, I have just been like, what is going on? But Nonetheless, we will see what they're able to put together down the stretch, and we will keep you updated on that. Before we get to the Jarquez interview, let's talk about Super Bowl real quickly. It is um, Sunday, 6.30 Eastern, 5.30 Central, happening in Glendale, Arizona. Kansas City Chiefs against the Philadelphia Eagles. So, few elements of this one. Obviously, we have talked about the kind of off-the-field stories, which are so cool. But as far as X's and O's go... You know, I think there's there's some unique, compelling, you know, matchups in this one. And obviously, y- your eyes go to the quarterbacks first, Jalen Hurts, Pat Mahomes. I think that Philly's pass rush has been so stout, especially the second half of season. That is a That has been their bread and butter. They have really put pressure on quarterbacks. And they know that Pat Mahomes, look, a high sprain does not heal in two weeks. Can he play on it? 100%. We saw that you know, in the championship, but is he full go? No. And where Pat is usually most effective is when blitzed. I mean, like he thrives off of it. He's like, please, you know, get me out of the pocket. That's when I'm my best self. But right now I don't think he's at full go, especially in that realm. And the Philly pass rush has just really come along. So I expect Pat's going to have to get the ball out quickly. I think Isaiah Pacheco is going to have a big game because he showcased that. I mean, that game was so freaking close. If he had not had the game he did, if he had not run as hard for several conversions, I don't think they would have won that game. Nicole Hardman is likely going to be out. So that's another big storyline for them. And they have a lot of rookies who are going to be playing on the biggest stage in the game. But I think Chiefs have experience. So many of these guys have played on this stage. You've got a guy like Travis Kelsey. You've got a guy like Pat Mahomes who know what it takes to win a game like this. So I think it's going to be interesting. I think it will be close at times, but I'm going to go with the Eagles. Well, we already do that, you know, shocker everybody, you know, you got, um, (laughs) you know, you got Eagles green on today, you know, so. It was so accidental. (laughs) I'm not kidding. Wow. (laughs) I would say this though. I agree with a lot of things that you're saying. Hilaire getting put off the, uh, coming off IR, even though they lose Harmon, they get him back. So now you got him and Pacheco together. 
you know, running the football. That mm -hmm. definitely keeps your defense a little bit on their toes just because they can't just pin their ears back and go after Mahomes. They can run some draw plays. They can run some quick trap plays, uh, you know, quick hitters that hit the defense really quick. So I would say, you know, that's a that's a big pickup. Um, I think getting Juju Schuster and those guys back as well because Pat Mahomes was on one receiver. And it was a yeah. last <laughs> against Cincinnati, who's a really, really good football team. And so you got to understand that the, at the end of the day, this game is going to come about, come down to will mm. to win. You got two really great football teams. They're pretty even when it comes to yards per game. They're pretty even when it comes to touchdowns this season. Uh, when you think about defensively, yes, the Eagles has an edge up. I think they have like 70 sacks where Kansas City is not far behind. They're like 65. So, yeah. you know, they're just not getting talked about as much because the Eagles have five more, but when you think about what the Eagles do really well, they can run the football. They can hit you, you know, with Jalen on the edge as well. And then you'll yeah. know if he's going to play action pass. They have so many different ways that they can hit you in a point. I just think the if I'm Kansas City, I'm not trying to attack Philly's front seven. I'm yeah. trying to attack the back four. You know, yeah. I'm going to say, hey, Pat Mahomes, here's your, here's your MVP season. You know, receivers, this is our game. We got to go and get it. Like, my O-line, we're going to need some time because the last time – Kansas City was in this situation. They played the Tampa Bay Bucks two years ago, and they lost. They got after Pat Mahomes uh, up front. True. That's why they went out and signed all these offensive linemen, though. So I don't think you're going to get that same experience uh, this time around because they went out and fixed those needs. Now it is a strategy game. So you attack the back four if I'm Kansas City. If I'm the Eagles, I'm attacking, you know, the same way. I'm. You, you got A.J. Brown for a reason. Right. No, Kansas City has what three starting rookies, I think, in the secondary, maybe two in the secondary. You know, Sneed comes back, yeah. so you're gonna have at least two rookies in the secondary. You know, you got AJ Brown, and then you got Devonte Smith on the other side. And I know you can run the football, so the front seven is all built on stopping the run. Yeah. And while they're doing that, play action pass is going to be huge. I expect Kansas City to play man because they're going to try to get an eighth man in the box to stop stop Philly's run game and see if Jalen can be accurate and see if he can beat them one-on-one -on -one coverage with their receivers. And uh, so I definitely think the game is going to come down to those two things uh, for me. But I'm not going to make my pick today. Why? Jason, we're not doing another episode. <laughs> Get out of here. Just give me all right, all right. I'll go. Three I go minutes left on the timer. I go Kansas City 35, Eagles 31. Only oh, reason I'm doing close. that is because experience – who cares? Everyone gains experience once they started playing, but it is a difference between Andy Reid and him going at three times in the last five years. That's true. That's true. An interesting fact, you mentioned the Eagles run game, which I definitely agree with. The Eagles are 14-0 and when running for more than 100 yards. If they can get that ground game going, and it is trending that way, all they need is over 100 yards, and they are undefeated. Like that, that is a very interesting element of this. So if the Chiefs can shut down that run game, that has been their comfort zone that that has ultimately led to their wins. So very interested to see how this goes. I'm very excited. I always love the Super Bowl, the commercials. Chris Stapleton is singing the national anthem, which I think like he has the voice of like an actual angel. So that will be beautiful. And then my girl Rihanna is performing the halftime show and she has not put out music in so long or like really even done music. She has like a makeup empire now, but um, she is one of those people that you forget how many bangers she's had. Like, and the, I've gone to a Rihanna concert in the last like 
I don't know, maybe seven years. It was a while ago, but song after song after song, I was like, holy mm. cow, she has so many hits. I wonder if she brings out Jay-Z on Run This Town tonight. Okay, you know, that that has to happen, yeah. right? I mean, like, she's going to bring out people, I think. Yeah, you bring That's out Jiggle Man. I think you got to bring out Jiggle Man. I like it. I'm so excited. I think it's going to be great. Uh, obviously, we will recap all the action next week, but I'm going Eagles. He's going Chiefs. I'm very intrigued. But more intriguing than any of our ridiculousness is Jarquez Hunter and the conversation that we're going to have with him. So without further ado, let's go ahead and get to that interview and then come on back next week. We will recap the Super Bowl. One of us will get to brag. It'll be a good time. So everyone have a fantastic week. War Eagle. And here is Jarquez Hunter. War Eagle. <laughs> All right, everybody. Well, let's get into it. As you can see, Jason and I are so excited to be joined by Auburn running back Jarquez Hunter. We have already talked a lot about you and what you have done uh, since your time on the Plains, and we're looking forward to seeing more from you. So, so pumped to have you on the show, Jarquez. Thanks for joining us. Um, what's up at this point of the year, man? I know it's it feels slow for all of us that talk about it, but I know y'all are constantly putting in work. So just catch us up a little bit on on kind of what's been going on around uh, that new facility and campus and how you're already getting prepared for season. Well, I just want to say thank y'all for having me. But uh, we've just been going at it every day in the weight room, the running uh, the coaches, the strength and conditioning coaches have been getting us right every day. I just think what they got us doing, I think it's going to translate to the field in the, in the spring and the fall. And I just, they just putting in so much to us. And then we, in a couple of weeks, we're going to start back really doing football and getting pads and just learning plays and stuff. And it's, it's going to be, we got a new coach. So everybody learning new things. So I think that's going to be pretty good. I think, and I think to, as a team, we're getting closer together. We're coming together more, just getting better better relationships with each other. Yeah. Relationships is the key because I've, I've already heard that if one guy's late, everybody's late. So everybody got to do up-downs. And oh, yeah. something I know. <laughs> I know one day somebody didn't come to the end, the end of the workout. So every, every time we got done with the station, we had to do up-downs until they got there. Oh, uh -uh. wow. That is the definition of team. That would not bode well for our podcast, Jay. One of us is late every week, so it would not go well. But look, I mean, Jarquez, we've we talked so much about, you know, what what happened last season and how it's heading in to this year and, and kind of what was taken at the end of last season. Right. And I think you can speak to this well, because you're obviously in that room with Cadillac as your position coach, then he assumes the role of head coach. And you had a strong end to the season individually, three consecutive 100 yard rushing games for you too. So when I think of, of how 2022 ended both from the team morale and excitement and then how you were kind of upping your gameplay a level and really making your mark to close out season. What was it about those last few weeks? You, you know, as someone who was in those locker rooms and, and wearing that logo, what did it mean to y'all to kind of close it the way you did? And what are you taking from that into this year? 
Well, I know, like, at the beginning of the season, we didn't really have no, like, no energy or yeah. no juice when we were playing the game. And I know when Coach Cadillac came, he just – that's what he brought. He brought energy and juice to the game. And I just know – I know everybody just wanted to play hard for Cadillac. So we just went out there and the last couple of weeks and just did our thing and proved that we can really play. Yeah. Yeah, like I said, you got three three hundred yard rushing games and uh, against some really good defenses as well. You know, you look at Texas A and M; they was they had a a, a top defense uh, in the SEC. You look at Alabama, uh, same thing. You know, they had a struggle in the passing game, but their run defense was supposed to have been better. Mm-hmm. And you guys was able to go out there and move the ball up and down the field. The offensive line to me played a lot better the last four games of the season. Uh, I feel like whatever happened when Kendall kind of got involved and. You know, Lack was being a head coach. I know y'all was more run oriented because, you know, they wanted to play the physical football game. But how excited are you to see the offensive linemen that we've seen that we've got in the transfer portal, uh, you know, that, that's come in? You know, we've got some guys that are too tall. You know, you got Brunner, uh, Grit, and, uh, yeah, you got Big Gunner. You also got uh, Dylan Wade, and then you got Avery Jones, the center. So, you know, how excited, you know, are you guys? you know, just to see these guys going to be in front of you, you know, look like big-time SEC linemen? Well, I'm very excited. I think the uh, the other running backs we got excited. <laughs> because I think I think the people that we brought in and some of the guys we already had, I think they're going to work hard and do well this spring and just develop. And I think the strength and conditioning coach developed them to be better players too. And I think they're going to do real good this year. I think we're going to have a good outcome. I mean, no surprise that the running backs light up when they see offensive linemen transfer in, ready to to protect you and create some of those lanes. But you also mentioned you've got a new coach, you know, and obviously what all the change and all the adjustments that you guys had to make last year, right? And And then you head into this year with a whole new staff and a new coach with his idea. But we had Cadillac on a few weeks ago, and he was like, let me tell you, this coaching staff cares about the players first it is about the players and the guys on the team above anything else talk to us a little bit about what this new coaching staff has already been doing since being around you guys and and just kind of the overall feel that you have with this kind of new team new age that we don't know as much about well I know on the offensive side because I talk to them most almost every day. Yeah. Well, I know I know they truly care about us. I mean, I talk to them every day. They just they just so welcoming mm-hmm. and they just bring me joy every day. And I know Coach Freeze, he's just a joyful person. He just brings energy in the room. The room just lights up when he come in. And yeah. I think he's he's gonna be a good coach for this for Auburn. And he's he's a good person. That's awesome. Well, Jacquea, let's talk a little bit about yourself, man. Let's get into some little fun stuff here. Uh, you know, yeah, I just want to know if it's true. You know, we hear that you squatting over 600 pounds. We hear you bench pressing, you know, over 315. Uh, you know, give us a little bit about yourself. What's your vertical? What what, what you looking for? Well, you know, what, well, what people know about I squatted. You? I squatted. I know my freshman summer when I came in here, I squatted six, 616. Wow. Hey. Have mercy. And yeah. then this last... Uh, last spring I I benched three fifty, and my vertical is like thirty four, thirty four. I think, yeah. That'll do it. And I I didn't I didn't get to run the uh the forty last year because my knee I had yeah. problems with my knee, so I didn't I didn't run the forty. 
Yeah, but Taylor, you looking at a young man from Philadelphia, Mississippi. You know, I'm from Taylor, Mississippi. You know, no, no, no offense, Jarquez, but we have to beat them up in the playoffs when we play together. <laughs> yeah. Okay. <laughs> and everything. You go look it up. 1990, 1998. Go look it up. I believe uh, it. I believe it. A long time ago. He was barely born. I don't even think he was born yet. So No, I went I, I went born in 2002. Look at that. My goodness. <laughs> oh my gosh. Wow. You know what? It's born. really humbling to cover college sports because in my mind, like I'm walking around the sideline, I'm like, I am one of you guys. And then I hear the years y'all were born and I'm like, oh my word. Okay, I'm not. I, I have definitely had a few years out of Auburn but um speaking of you know the hometown I think people have really kind of gravitated toward you're not what people maybe expect from you know an SEC running back you run so tough and you've got that physicality and then we see pictures of you on a horse you know or or dunking (laughs) a basketball in cowboy boots right I mean talk to us a little bit about who you are outside of football because I think it kind of surprises people. Well, you know, I'm Philadelphia, Mississippi, old small town, country town. Yeah. That's all you that's all you gotta do. You gotta make <laughs> something to do. Because ain't too much to do in Philadelphia. <laughs> so I just go out and ride horses, go fishing, ride forward and stuff like that. Me and my uh my friends, we'll go back in the backyard play basketball in, in dirt. <laughs> <laughs> in dirt. <laughs> <laughs> I resonate with that. We're all actually from very small towns. I'm from a small town in Alabama and people will always ask like, what'd you do for fun? I was like, someone had bonfires. Like you go out on the land, someone has a bonfire and you just hang out like small towns. But I think it creates a work ethic and and y'all both can attest to that, right? Like you, you knew what it was to work hard. You knew what it was to be devoted to something. I think you learn that when, when you grow up in a town like that. Yes, man. That's all you got to do is work hard in small time. Ain't nothing given to you. You just got to go get it yourself. Yeah, see, I'm from an even smaller town. See, my town probably smaller than both of y'all. But uh, I'll say this. You didn't have a lot of distractions because we didn't have social media back then. We didn't have, you know, the big cities that can gravitate your attention and go do a lot of different things. So for us, it was all about getting a group of guys in the yard and girls. You know, they came and played with us too. And like you were saying, we played dirt basketball. We had to hose down the dirt before every game to keep the dust <laughs> to get it back. So, yeah. So you had to pack it down. <laughs> so, yeah. We from that era. You know, I'm from the VHS era, you know, where I love it. Popping a, a VHS tape. You know, they from the DVDs and now everything's is screened on on the computers and TV. So yeah. it's definitely a different age group, but a lot of similarities are there. And that's why Jarquez is so uh so unique at what he does because you know he he understands hard work and yeah. like I said, he he dream and he dreamed big and uh yeah. coming over from Philadelphia to Auburn. You know, what makes Auburn so special to you, Jarquez? What what makes it uh what makes Auburn, you know, top of your list when you was coming out of high school? Well, I always I always been an Auburn fan since I was little. I used to watch Auburn growing up all the time. And then I told myself when I was like my ninth grade year of high school, I said, one day I'm gonna play for Auburn. And then wow. my senior year, I got the offer and got the chance to come here. I never regretted it since. Oh, I love that. And and I mean, look, we're talking about hard work and that's in the dang creed, you know, it's, it's such a pillar of, of Auburn and, and being an Auburn man or woman. So I I think that makes a lot of sense. Well, who were some guys, you said you were always an Auburn fan. Who were some guys that you loved watching play as a kid? Well, I like, I like Cam Newton. Duh. 
And I used to watch, I used to watch videos of Cadillac back in the day. Did you? <laughs> <laughs> Had to pull out the VHS, like Jay said, but yeah, they're there. That's, that's pretty surreal, definitely, to uh, have grown up admiring him or watching him and then to have him as a coach but look that running back room is going to look different this year obviously you and tank for the past couple of years have kind of been that one-two punch tank moves on and we've added some new faces obviously Damari Alston we got to see him last year um but adding Brian Batty now Jeremiah Cobb has signed give us a little insight into that that running back room that you know is going to look different but is still stacked I mean, yeah, it's going to look different, but I think we still going to all go out, practice, work hard, game day, we're going to work hard. I think Damari and uh, Brian, well, I, I work out with them a lot. We conditioning, we all compete. I know they're going to work hard and go go 100% every time. We all competing when we do, like, little drills and stuff, try to see who won, who's going to be the first one done. <laughs> I know that that's just a great thing to uh, see because I know they're going to work hard on the field. They're going to compete on the field when it's, time, when it's crunch time. And it's, um, I know I think I haven't seen much of Brian, but I've I've been I've been with Demario a little bit. And I know he's gonna go out and play his heart out. That's exciting. And, and look, you are gonna kind of start getting into it, like you said, spring practice just a couple weeks away, starting on February twenty seventh. But individually, what are you kind of working on right now? I think at this time of year, fans are always like. What do they do this time of year? You know, like give us a little insight into what you do at this time of year, whether it's, you know, from a conditioning perspective or, a, a you know, learning a new offense. Like what can you be doing right now to already be laying the groundwork for August? Well, you know, you know, you're going to do team things. You're going to work mm -hmm. out and condition it. But you got to do stuff outside of it, like go on your own, like go do – I do go do like drills with my feet where I gotta get better at that. Like with my cuts and stuff. Hmm. I go a group of a group of guys, we go run routes, catch balls, get better, get better connections with the quarterbacks, stuff like that. Yeah, that's what's up. I, I tell you this though, man. Y'all seem like a close unit and uh that's always, you know, breeze well for a football team. Talk about, you know, one more fun thing for me, you know, to the fans that are going to be watching this and listening. Like, what are some of your favorite places to eat at Auburn? And uh, <laughs> as well. And also talk about, you know, what's your favorite stadium to play in away from Auburn? Mm. Well, you know, I don't go my, much to eat, but I do. I do like Bombers. I, I love that. I like I go get the. Uh, Forgot what it's called, but it's like chicken and fries and cheese with the little your uh favorite sauce on there. I like that. It'd be nice. good. I have to stop eating all that since I turned 40. But you know, I, it changes, I like man. It. Enjoy it while you can. <laughs> and it's all about but, your stadium though, away from Auburn, though, because you know SEC has a lot of them. Yeah. I think the best one that I done played in is probably LSU. They they fans get hyped down there. Ridiculous. <laughs> It's a crazy atmosphere down there. Mm -hmm. What about an Auburn game day? What's your favorite part about a game day at home? Tiger walk. Yeah. Tiger walk. I just I just like walking, seeing all the fans, smiling faces. I just I just love that. Just love seeing that. That's so. Tiger walk. Talk about the A and M Tiger walk. You know you you know you guys was you know it's been a tough season. Both teams were three and six, and then all of a sudden change happening at the head coaching position and. All of a sudden, it's energy like you're 12 and 0. And uh, talk about that Tiger Walk of the A and M week. Oh yeah, I got off the bus and I was like, "Wow, 
I never, I, I never seen this many people at a Taco Bell. Even, even at the beginning of the season, it was just such a good experience. Like people was just, it was so like a thin line to walk yeah. through. Yeah. It was just so many people there, and I was just like, dang. Yeah, it was, it was much different. We was like, oh yeah, it's time to play ball. The fans, <laughs> the, the fans were there, so we, we had to show up. I mean, Cadillac brought the energy. Yeah, I mean, when I dad played our hearts. And I got one more for you, then Taylor probably closed us out. Yeah. Um, talk about the new football facility. You know, I stayed in that thing that was a matchbox, but y'all are, <laughs> you know, y'all are in the five-star resort over there. Oh, talk about what's, your favorite, what's your favorite thing about the facility and, you know, what stands out about it? Like, what just pops when you walk through? Well... The thing that pops out is uh, the indoor. I like the indoor. It's way better than the last one. Like Agreed. The lightning much better. I mean, you'll be practicing the, the last indoor. You can barely see the ball coming to you. <laughs> <laughs> so that, that, that's my favorite part of the, is the indoor because it's, it's just yeah. much better. The turf is better. And then, like, you, you really don't got to leave the indoor. I mean, you got everything you need is right there. Like, weight room, nutritionists. Football fields, all of it. Coaches, the rooms is just, it's just magnificent. Barbershop, literally, barbershop, you ain't gotta leave. Got the TVs, TVs <laughs> everywhere, game systems, like you can just live there. Oh. They also got the 360 thing that spins around, Taylor, where you stand on it, it tells your whole body weight, body fat, but then it tells you how to you fit your pads and show yes. the pads to your body. Like, they showed me that and it blew yeah. my mind. I was like, this is some like <laughs> futuristic stuff. Yeah, we're like one of the top three universities, I think, to have that. So uh incredible. Yeah, it's, you know, it's it's an exciting time to be an Auburn football yeah. fan. And uh, we look forward to this spring. And Jarko, as you've always been a great person off the field as well as on the field. Uh continue your success, continue to do what you do. Like I said, you don't have to change anything, you continue to work hard, man. You're you're doing it the right way, and it's gonna all gonna great. pay off for you. Yes, sir. Agreed. Well, we have had an absolute blast watching you thus far. We're looking forward to this season. I am already counting down. It's way too soon. But lastly for you, as you continue getting closer and closer to next season, what goals do you have for yourself as you you know, continue to prepare and you take the field for the 2023 season? What are some things that you want to accomplish as you continue your collegiate career? Well, goals I got. Me, me and my strength coach talk about it every day. Yeah. We getting, we getting eighteen hundred yards. Okay. <laughs> that's 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 my that's my goal. Oh, I love and it. I want to make the SEC team. Yep. I mean, make the All American team. Yep. I just, I just, I want to be. I set my goals up here. I want to be high because that's how you got to do it. I want to be the best running back in college football. Yeah. This this coming up here. I love that. I love like very <laughs> intentional goals. And I had a suspicion that you are that kind of person. Very, very impressive. Well, Jarquez, it's been a pleasure. Thank you so much for taking some time to chat with us. Enjoy spring ball. It is quickly approaching. And uh, we look forward to what you accomplish this year. Thank you for having me. All yeah. right, man. War Eagle. War Eagle. Or you could jump with.
Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.